Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Noah Miller, the CEO of Black Dog LED. He's been with the company since November of 2011 and brings experience from both startups and large corporations. Black Dog LED provides LED grow lights for the cannabis industry and beyond. Welcome to the show, Noah. It's nice to have you. Thanks for having me on, Bethany. Absolutely. Uh, So let's get to know more about you and your background and what kind of experiences you were having before getting involved in the cannabis industry and movement here? (laughs) I think um, like many of the people in the industry, we all came from different uh, walks of life and some of us took some circuitous paths to get here. I don't think I'm an exception to that rule. Um, My undergrad was actually hotel restaurant management, uh, hospitality management. And I did that for years and all I learned is that's fun and it's a great industry, but just not what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I kind of moved from there into technology, uh, got into IT. For those listeners that are old school tech people, I was an MCSE back in the day, Microsoft Certified Systems Engineer. So mm-hmm. did that, um, got into actually project management and software development. So I was working in the software world for a while and then I pivoted again from there into kind of natural health products. Um, so herbal supplements, that sort of thing, that world, I was working, uh, consulting and doing a lot of marketing work and, uh, documentation and, and website development and, and basically helping companies that were in the natural health products get a foothold. This is back when natural products were sort of new to the game and they were really exploding back in the day. Um, and then from there, oddly enough, I actually moved, ended up moving into pharma for a bit and I was actually working in pharma when I pivoted into cannabis. And there I was again, working on marketing doing uh, moderating uh, discussions with doctors and pharmaceutical companies. That is an interesting little winding path you took there. (laughs) (laughs) So all of those experiences, I'm sure, were valuable once you got into the cannabis industry here. We have many layers of compliance and regulations. I'm I'm sure the, the natural health industry was... Um, dodging and um, (laughs) uh, trying to figure out those as well, you know, FDA claims, things like that. So um, what got you involved in being in this cannabis industry? It sounds like the last industry was natural health. So it seems like maybe a natural move into the cannabis industry, but how did it happen? Uh, So it, the reason I'm in the industry is because of cannabis. I'm, I'm a big believer in cannabis for a multitude of uses, both medicinal and recreational. And um, 
I'm passionate about it. I've been a user of cannabis for longer than I probably want to admit to. Um, <laughs> and when I was in Colorado, I was actually in Colorado. I was living in Arizona at the time, and I was in Colorado for a training for something unrelated. It was actually a yoga teacher training, to be honest. So it wasn't necessarily work-related. It was more for personal development. Okay, cool. And I happened to be here when they were doing the adult use act, the recreational um, law that they were passing the constitutional amendment. So when that happened, being the intrepid entrepreneur and, and someone who just, I, I love startups and I love new industries, I saw it and I thought, wow, I can't believe that it's actually here that day when we've moved even beyond medical and understood cannabis just should not be illegal anymore in our country, at mm -hmm. least in some states. And I could not pass up the opportunity to be a part of that new industry. I knew that a lot of things were going to happen. It was going to be incredibly exciting and fun. There'd be things like the NCIA, new industries, starting industry groups, all the fun stuff that you see around a new industry. I saw some of it in the health products industry, the natural health products, but not to the level that I knew I'd see. And the interesting slash excitement side of cannabis and that Yes, we had to dodge and work within the laws and the constructs and the natural health products, but it was nowhere near as onerous as it is and challenging it is to work inside of cannabis, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners know. Mm -hmm. So to me, I enjoy business. I enjoy the climate of this. I just enjoy all of it, all aspects of it. And if you enjoy business, one of the most fun places to be is in a new startup industry that's as exciting and amazing as cannabis. And I knew that there would be fun things to get involved in. I had no idea what I'd be doing, but I knew I wanted to be part of the new industry. And I quit my job the next day and started to find my way into the cannabis industry. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah, I, I've been a medical marijuana activist since the early 2000s. And I only saw a day where medical marijuana would be legal nationwide. I, it, it completely blew my mind when Amendment 64 um, passed in Colorado and any adult over 21, literally, it's that easy. It totally blew my mind that we could get this far. And now to see a handful of states with adult use laws and even more states with medical programs being implemented that were completely hands-off cannabis in the past is so exciting. And for people with uh, a passion for startups and entrepreneurial endeavors and business like yourself, there is absolutely plenty to do. Uh, so bringing us here to the present in the fall of 2019, uh, you're the CEO of Black Dog LED. So those lights are helping grow more cannabis. <laughs> uh, so tell me more about, about Black Dog and, and your role there and, and what's going on with the company. Yeah, it's um, a lot is going on, to be honest, but uh, at a high level, what I do here is uh, help guide the company. You know, we've got an amazing team here. I've got the best coworkers I could ask for. I've got some great partners in the business. And, you know, I was employee number one that was the founder. And then I was kind of the first employee to be a part of Black Dog. And I've grown with it and the company's grown around me and it's been fun to watch and fun to make it happen. And really, if you've built enough businesses, it's yes, building the business and the financials is fun, but it's also the most rewarding part of seeing the team come together. And so now more than ever, we have a team that's it's fun to come into work and see them and see them all dedicated now to this thing that some of us have been working on for eight or nine years. So it's 
really a day-to-day working with the team and trying to say, here's where we're at today. That's where we were yesterday. Where do we want to be tomorrow and how are we going to get there? So it's a constant realigning. As you pointed out, it's a very different industry. There's a lot of things to work around and work in between, whether we look at the banking. And so a lot of people might look, a lot of your listeners that are, let's say, plant touching might think, oh, well, they're lights. It must be nice and easy to get money. And I'm here to tell you, no, we're too Mm -hmm. closely tied to cannabis. So we've been kicked out of banks. We've had our credit card shut down, even though we don't touch the plant. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that case, it's all of those challenges are what make it fun and interesting to be involved in. And day to day, that's what we're dealing with. We're trying to overcome those. And then, of course, all the nuances of being inside of a startup industry and in that we're doing things with our research and with our lights that have never been done before, not just by um, another lighting company, but even on the research front at university. Some of the things we're doing and we're experimenting with are things that I hear them considering doing at the university and horticultural departments. So we get to do new things. We get to do a lot of interesting research and we get to develop some really neat products. And, and most of all, what we're here to do is improve cannabis growing for all of those that choose to grow, whether you're a giant commercial grow or a small one. So part of my job is to help us stay focused really, because as you said, there are so many opportunities. So how do we stay focused at really delivering that to the customer, which in our case is delivering the best grow light possible, whatever technology that is. And so there's a lot of distractions. There's so many opportunities, as you pointed out, and we just try to stay focused on what we're trying to accomplish, which is make our growing partners happier. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for your membership with NCIA as well. I know you guys have been members for several years um, as I'm going on almost six years working with (laughs) NCIA and they have flown by. um, And yet at the same time, I I think we all know that joke of uh, if you work in the cannabis industry, it's like dog years. One year in the cannabis industry is like seven in any other industry because of how fast it moves, how much is densely happening from day to day, and the changes that you have to be nimble and agile and uh, flexible <laughs> to, to handle as they come at you. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's take our first commercial break, and then we'll be right back to talk more with Noah from Black Dog LED, so stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth. 
that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're chatting with Noah Miller from Black Dog LED, providing lighting solutions for the cannabis industry, making those plants happy. So I know when we've spoken in the past, you are pretty passionate and kind of nerdy about the technical side of lighting for cannabis. From your perspective, what what is the most important thing for a cultivator when, when you're working in an indoor grow and figuring out your your lighting options? Hmm, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, it's actually also a very open question um, and that there's so much to know, right? So when I was learning to grow back when I first got into cannabis, I was lucky enough to, to work around plants and, and get uh, a year plus of hands-on time with plants and work my way up through that process. I thought I understood lighting. And what I really understood was, yeah, we use that bulb for vegetative and that bulb for flower. We didn't really understand, and the, 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 the people I was learning from also didn't understand really what lighting was for horticulture. So I'd say the most important thing, if you want to take the time, you know, home hobbyists might not want to take a lot of time, but if you're going to invest half a million or a million dollars in lights as a commercial grow, I would say you should take the time, take hours, take a week or two, and actually dig in and get comfortable with the topic. So there are a lot of acronyms or a lot of industry terms or a lot of somewhat scientific or technical terms having to do with lighting that are thrown around left and right by companies. If you don't understand those at some fundamental level, you will be taken advantage of. I can tell you from looking at the marketing and the advertising in our industry, I feel very badly about it because a lot of it is incredibly misleading and some of it is flat out lies. It's something we battle with in our industry and specifically not cannabis, but LED grow lights. And so because of that, my first advice would be educate yourself so that you can make good decisions and not be taken advantage of. So that's why one of our things is big on education because we don't think it should be mystified. We don't think it should be a lot of smoke and mirrors. It should be science, math, numbers you can stand behind and present. So if you can start to understand what PAR is, what PPFD is, those types of terms that are surrounding lighting, then you can have conversations with the different vendors such as Black Dog or whoever you're speaking to and actually understand what they're talking about and have a good dialogue. Because if again, if you're going to spend that amount of money, it should be a dialogue. It should not be a one-size-fits-all. It should be a collaboration between you and your grower and the lighting company trying to say, look, here are our goals for this facility. How do we attain those goals? And the lighting company should step in and say, here's how we're going to help you attain those goals from a lighting perspective. So it's really, I think, education is first and then working your way through the different companies and finding out who you have a good relationship with that you can partner with because it shouldn't, when you're spending that much money, you're not making a purchase and walking away. So... Yeah, solid advice. Appreciate that. And let's say you do have, you know, half a million dollars or, or you're scaling your business and 
you know, your company, for example, has been around since medical only cannabis programs before adult use. So at this point, we're almost six years into adult use legalization in several states, including right here in Colorado. And I know your company's keeping up with all that, I'm sure, by scaling fast in this very fast-paced industry. What have your experiences been like dealing with that fast-paced growth and expansion and and how how's your company managing that? It's been a wild ride and I'm guessing it has been for, you know, most of those um, involved in the cannabis space for for this many years like you and I've been. <laughs> yes, raise um, your hand if you've been on a roller coaster ride for the last several years. Okay. <laughs> highs, lows, ups, downs, right? Loops. Uh, it, it. It's been fun, but that's that's why I like getting up in the morning. You know, I tell people I'm like I get up every morning and I say, "Hmm, Let's see what industry we're in today. Is it going to be the industry that's expanding? Is it going to be the industry that the feds are suddenly clamping down again for some unknown reason? So I love the fact that it's different every day. And, and that is the fun. So to your point, it's been a lot of starts, a lot of stops along the way as we understand one, how do these lights even work and how do we sell them to our customer and how do we work with the customer? When we started, we are one of the original LED grow light companies. We've been doing a long time. And we've been learning along the way. We've turned out every bit of research we could to the public. We try and educate people, but it's a learning process and we're trying to grow along with the industry as quickly as possible. To your point, it does grow sometimes faster than we can keep up with. And those are the times, you know, you have growing pains and you struggle a bit. Uh, We've been lucky so far. We've had some creative ways of building the company and a bootstrap method where we haven't had to give up control of the company or give up ownership stake um, until we got to a good size. So as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, right now we are going out for our first series a raise and we are doing a relatively small raise um to project the, to propel the company forward and so it is for growth you know we as you know if you grow rapidly you can strap your cash you might have plenty of revenue but we need more cash to grow because our growth is outstripping our cash coming in so standard mm-hmm. normal growth problems you have with any company and we're addressing that by doing our first raise and you know getting by this many years without a raise we feel pretty good about it and we're happy to have built that equity but now we're ready to share it with some other investors that are interested in being in the cannabis space great well congratulations and, and good luck on that process um, and, and as you mentioned, your company's been around for a few years now. You're, you're not brand new. Um, so you've seen a good bit of evolution and, and hopefully sophistication when, when it comes to our industry, advancing our practices, establishing best practices, and then really honing them. So with any industry, I, I think it's, it's prudent to produce as much product as possible with as little cost as possible, right? That's just good math, just good business. So let's, I'm curious to talk more about the changes you've seen with cannabis when we're producing cannabis and getting a yield of cannabis plants over time. It's it's just like any other widget factory in, in a sense, except with, with these live plants. Yeah, so... With it, you, you actually said it well, widget factory. You know, we we think we are making widgets to a degree. We try to make the best light possible, and we get it locked down. Our goal is to create this perfect light that we can turn out. I think cultivating cannabis definitely has science to it, and there needs to be that part. And as you said, kind of SOPs or kind of a controlled system for managing that and reproducing the same thing. But I would not take away from the art of it as well. I've I've known too many growers and known 
you two different growers might have the same level of education and knowledge, but one just has a little bit tighter bond or let's say a more green thumb than the other grower. So there is a bit of art to it, but watching it evolve while we've been a part of it has been fun because it has come a long way, as, as I'm sure you know, being in the industry this long, the quality of cannabis, the um, the the cleanliness potentially of the cannabis, the, the control of the cannabis has gone so so much further along than it was. As you said, when I got involved, it was still just medical in Colorado and it wasn't completely loose and, and willy nilly, but it was nothing like we have today in terms of controls mm-hmm. and insight into these companies. So it's been fun to watch that bar be raised and, and I look forward to it. And I think a lot of us in the industry do look forward to, we're not necessarily looking for farmer to get into our backyard and start playing cannabis with us, but we do, I think we would all like to see more professionalism and more safe product making it to market that we can all stand behind and say, this is something good. It's good for the people and the products we're putting out are safe, whether it's us putting out a safe light that's not going to burn someone's house down or it's a a cannabis product making it to the consumer that's not going to poison them or cause problems that we don't want. So seeing the the industry evolve and the strains that we're seeing now, I mean, I I do love cannabis and I do enjoy growing it and seeing some of the strains some of these breeders are bringing out now, they're just so beautiful and the terpene profiles are just amazing. And I come from a heavy food background. So I really enjoy that aspect of it, the, the smells and the flavors and, and the different the, the different strains that we're seeing come to market now. So that's everyone coming together to build this industry. And it, it has just been fun to watch happen. And, and I think you'd agree, we've come such a long way in a short amount of time, as you said, dog years, really. Yep, dog years. Uh, for sure. I, I, I like what you said about the art of growing the cannabis plants um, needs to continue to be a part of it. And ad- in addition to the, the process and the science, um, I, I really would like to get some cannabis where just jazz music has been played and sung <laughs> to it regularly. Um, I like the idea that if you sing and talk to your plants, they supposedly uh, grow healthier. <laughs> I'm still testing that with my just regular like peace lily house plants in my in my house. Um, eh, mixed results anyway. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, we're going to take a commercial break here in just a second here. Um, I, I wanted to emphasize something that you said earlier, the values we have at NCIA and our members share about education is important. Having accurate information, having helpful information and empowering information. And and I appreciate that um, Black Dog as a company um, is contributing toward this value for our industry to to give back. So um, I just wanted to mention that before we hop on our commercial break. All right, so we're gonna take that commercial break and we'll be right back, stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in to NCIS Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. And we've been chatting with Noah Miller, the CEO of Black Dog LED based in Colorado. And Black Dog's been a member of NCIA since 2014. I remember it was my first year working for NCIA. I was employee number four, I believe, at NCIA. Um, And Black Dog has always had a really cool booth present at our conferences in the past as well. I think some of the, 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 the booths that uh, on the expo floor have really cool technology for the attendees to look at. Looking at the lights themselves turned on is a cool experience. So um, it's been great to see you guys at our conferences over the years as well. Thanks. I, you know, you asked about what's changing the industry and definitely the quality of conferences has gone up. You know, the very first conference we ever attended as Black Dog, it was right when I joined. We got into the first Cannabis Cup back in Denver, way back in the day, uh, high times. And that was interesting, let's say. The caliber <laughs> of trade shows has gone up significantly. And I, and I couldn't tell people enough. If, if you're in a business, if you're in the industry, you have to participate in some trade shows mm-hmm. and it's easy to select bad ones. It's a, it's a very crowded field at this point. There are a few key organizations you should look at and NCI is one of the top in terms of good quality shows that don't waste your time, take care of the vendors that attend. And it, it's just been a good situation and seeing that part of the industry shape up is great because it gives us a chance to meet with, let's say other vendors or other business people from around different States and have a chance to visit those other States. So yeah, the trade shows have been amazing and, and we're a big, believer in those as a meeting point for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And next year we are taking our trade shows to some of these emerging markets, the region, the the Midwest region, so um and the 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 Northeast region. So we'll be in Boston and Detroit next year um to bring our professionalism and 
um, industry best practices in education to those states that are coming online and getting their regulations rolled out and just forming their businesses in the way that states like Colorado and Washington and California have, have been working on for the last few years. Uh, so it's exciting. Uh, for more information about our conferences, definitely check out our website. And I, I like this idea of reflecting on the past. Um, in fact, NCIA's 10 year anniversary is next year in 2020. So we have been asking a lot of our members to reflect back on 10 years ago. Um, where were you? And could you have ever predicted we'd be here where we are now in this industry? And also to kind of look at the future into your crystal ball and where you see the industry or where you would like the industry to go 10 years into the future in 2030. So I know that's a lot to think about, but I'm <laughs> curious, you know, when you're, when you're looking from that bird's eye view of all these years, what are your thoughts? You know, going back 10 years, as you said, it just seems like an eternity in the cannabis world. I, I can't even think of how many great people I've met, how many trade shows I've been to, all, all that. And, in the time I've been with uh, Black Dog and in the industry, and, and we're going back even further. So, no, I certainly did not see myself here. I think, you know, we spoke about it early in the conversation. I, you know, you said you thought you would just see medical. You know, I sat around many times smoking a joint with friends and postulating on what would happen to cannabis. Would, would we see it in our lifetime? Mm -hmm. And those of us that did deep dives into these discussions, you know, they're fun discussions to have. Um, we all thought, that it would happen in our lifetime, actually rec uh, adult use, but I didn't think I'd see it till for another 20 years, to be honest, if we were on my timeline. So it happened much faster than I anticipated. I never thought I'd necessarily be in the industry. I knew I would have loved to have gotten into it, but when it was smaller medical, I just didn't, I wasn't in a state where I had access to the medical side of it or, or that industry. Um, so I had no foresight to, to be where I am today to, to see this. And I, and I couldn't be happier. It's just, it's amazing. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, so no, I didn't see it coming because I did not predict that uh, adult use would happen now. Going forward 10 years is almost more difficult because that I didn't know, but now I don't know what I don't know. So mm, going yes. ahead 10 years, right? <laughs> I don't know because I hear people, you know, we all sit around at whether at trade shows or at different mixers, you know, and you talk about, well, people say, well, when's, you know, when are the feds going to legalize? And I, I used to have that discussion and say, well, you know, I, I want this or I don't want that. I want it here and not there. And now my question is, what does that mean? Right. I don't know what federal legalization means. I've had so many discussions, read so many opinions and articles about it. I don't know what that means or what it looks like because there are so many different paths that I could take. My hope is that with stewards like all of us involved in organizations like NCIA, we can help have a voice and shape that because what I don't want to be is in 10 years looking back and saying, wow, we had an amazing thing and we let it go. So I have concerns about all of us in the industry, about us making sure that we're good stewards of this industry and doing the best we can, like you said, to further the industry for both the industry itself and the patients and customers we serve. And so I hope in 10 years, we're looking back saying, wow, it was a great time up till I had that interview with Bethany. And now the, the 10 years subsequent to that, we've really grown the industry in an intelligent and safe and, and healthy manner. So I'd like to think that we're all sitting, looking back and saying, there is a fully formed, mature-ish, I don't say it'll be mature, mature-ish industry in 10 years that we can be proud of. And, and that's where I hope we're sitting. Where I'll be sitting in 10 years, I have no idea, but that's where I hope I'm sitting.
Same. Yeah, yeah, that's wise. Um, you know, NCIA's policy council thinks a lot about these things. Um, and one of the the recent white paper that we published is focused on what a regulatory framework would look like for descheduling and federal legalization. I definitely encourage the listeners to check it out. Um, you can find it on our website in our industry reports section. Uh, there's also a short link, thecannabisindustry.org slash post-prohibition framework. Um, so if you look for that, download it. It's it's a pretty big uh, report. I think it's at least 30 something, if not 40 pages. So they put a lot of work into it, into uh, describing what the recommendations would be a system proposed to allow cannabis products to flow through a regulatory scheme uh, in our in our country um, that would work. So I encourage people to check that out. Um, also, please, if you're a listener, please take our survey to learn more about what you like about this podcast show specifically. Head to thecannabisindustry.org slash podcast survey and i'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on the show and how we can better uh, serve our listeners in the future um so noah thanks again for being on the show um i hope to see you at lobby days in 2020 in may uh, that's our most exciting opportunity to go to washington dc walk the halls of congress speak with um, the House and Senate staff and sometimes the, the members of Congress themselves about our issues and educate them so we can continue to make progress like we've seen this exciting progress on the Safe Banking Act as well. So it's out of the House of Representatives passed with, with a hell of a margin of votes, by the way. Um, so now it just needs to go through the Senate and then to the president's desk. So more work to be done um, and NCIA is there. Please join us at Lobby Days in May. It's, 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 uh, it's a few months away, but it's, it's a big opportunity and our most exciting event of the year in addition to our conferences and trade shows and regional events. Lobby Days is really where it's at. Um, so we've run out of time. Noah, thank you again for joining me on the show. And where can our listeners find out more about Black Dog LED? Uh, the best is, of course, our website, www.blackdogled.com. And uh, Bethany, I want you to know that I've got a list, uh, kind of a bucket list for the industry. And right at the top of that list is making it to uh, some of the lobby days because it's, I think that's a huge contributing factor. And it's something for years I've been looking at your lobby days thinking that when I have the time and the ability, I can't wait to get there. So hopefully in 2020, I will see you out there. Awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll 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 catch up with you as we get closer to lobby days and I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Great. And thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com.
Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.